journey with the Lord is a fierce one. Man's life on earth is a military service. Job says in Job chapter 1, chapter 7, verse 1. Man's life on earth is like the Harleen. Now, you heard the boasting of Paul. Very smart guy. He said, okay, let me boast. He started mentioning the normal thing that hosts no water. I'm a Hebrew. I'm an Israelite. I'm a descendant of Abraham. And then he caught, he caught the attention of his rivals. Because this happened when some rival preachers started emerging in current. And what were they doing? They were contending the esoteric teachings of Paul. Paul had more sound teaching, in-depth knowledge of the things of God, more than these guys. And so they felt that Paul was teaching something that was strange. Paul has discovered that half knowledge is, is even worse than no knowledge at all. And the devil will prefer that you have half knowledge than not even have knowledge at all. Because you said you're not hot, you're not cold. I will vomit it out of my mouth. Mediocrity is a mode of disaster. So Paul began to attack them. And they began to confuse the people. That this guy, his teachings, we can't understand. How can he say Christ lives in me? Christ has died and has gone to heaven. How can he say it is in him we live and move and have our being? How can he say whoever is in Christ is a new creature? It was Paul who said it. You are not the same person again. You are a new person. The old is gone and the old must go. You are now in a new dispensation of the supernatural dimension. Paul was one who said it. They said, no, this is too much. Paul said, just as we wear the earthly body, likewise too, we have a heavenly body that is in the spirit. That as you wear this body right now, this is the earthly body. There is also a spiritual body you are wearing inside. Your profile is not to be judged by this one. Your profile is to be judged by the one inside. Paul says that that spiritual body is now united with Christ. So when we partake of the Holy Communion, our spiritual body is united with Christ. We become one body, not this physical body. Paul was one who said, Death, where is your power? Where is your sting? He was one who said all this. So this is where hard teachings for such people in those days. And so they were now preaching useless teachings that great fear timidity, mediocrity, and all that. And Paul said, these are the marks of those who truly know Christ. He started boasting. And wonderful. <laughs> he says, I'm talking like a what? A madman. Let me tell you the real thing because we're mad in the spirit. He says, with far greater labors, far more imprisonments, with what? Countless beatings 
and often near death. Five times I have what I have received at the hand of the Jews, the forty lashes. Five times the Jews flogged him. Fifty. Eh? Is it forty? Forty. Eh? Forty multiplied by what? Thirty-nine times. No. Uh, yes. He says he said forty lashes, right? And it was beaten what? How many times? Five times. So that's how many? He received what? Lashes. For what? Preaching the esoteric gospel. These are the marks of Christ. When he says, let me alone, for I bear in my body the marks of Christ. It's not marks in the spirit, it's physical one. Three times I've been beaten with rods. Not cane, not koboko. Rod. Three times. Once I was stoned like Stephen. That's why after they stoned him, they thought he was dead. When brethren came around him, the guy just stood up and said, where am I? Okay, is that the place? Okay. He went back again, the same place. And you think when you go to heaven, you go and sit in the same place with him. What have you to show to follow Christ? Just that they contended with your promotion, you lose your faith. Just that somebody is saying that you will not drink water, as they say it, and drop your cup. He said, hey, like this. Somebody persecuted you because you are loving God. You've, your whole world is finished. No. This is a profile. This is a rank of Paul. He said, I boast of my weaknesses. This is his strength. These are the things that the devil used in testing Paul and said, this guy, you are truly serious. Paul, I know. Because all this came from the opposition, from the contention. The devil will test you. He will test you. He say, love God? Okay, let's see. He will start testing you and you will be falling here and there. Then you come and say, this one, leave this one. He knows those who are real. When I read this a few days ago, I wiped my tears. I said, no more cries. <laughs> no more tears. What are the marks you are showing? You have suffered because of your faith. Is it hunger? Is it in danger from rivers, from robbers? Danger from my own people, danger from Gentiles. You see, for those of us who have been in the advanced Bible course, and when it's a uh, uh, Zoom class, we talked about this. It's one of the things we're handling right now. So they are having a better understanding of what we're talking about. Danger in the city, danger in the wilderness, danger at sea, danger from false brethren, in toil, hardship, through many of what? Sleepless night. He was keeping vigils in hunger, in thirst, often without food. This is St. Paul who said, my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. But himself is hungry. He said, we are poor, but we make others rich. We are sick, we make others healthy. That is the life of the cross. That is the life of the cross. The contention on the line that is contending for your life and your soul will provoke all this. And these are the things that will test you. We must understand to le- we must understand and learn to celebrate when we are suffering for the sake of Christ. 
James says, count it all joy when all kinds of diverse tests and temptation comes your way. It's a sign of what? Authenticity. Sugar-coated Christianity is useless. Sweet rose, cup of tea, Christianity is decadence. The devil does not fight people who are already bound and chains in pleasure because they can't go anywhere. Jesus in the gospel comes again to retreat a reality that is very, very important. Say, do not lay up your treasures on earth. This is the wisdom from above. One of the things we are handling in the advanced Bible course is what they call the futility of mind. In Ephesians chapter 4 from verse 17. Which is where the devil has made some people to believe that life is dependent on the material thing they have. So their greatness is determined by how much they have. How many things they have acquired. And they see their lives from that realm. It's a bondage. Rather, wisdom teaches us that these things are coming to you not because you are better. It is coming to you to advance the cause of godliness. It's for the sake of the kingdom. So that's what Jesus is saying. The things you have now, to what degree are you using to advance the kingdom? So don't build your, don't, don't build your what? Don't, don't, don't have treasures on earth. Let your treasure be in heaven. Use it to advance the kingdom. Where thieves, moths, cannot go and attack them. Where rust cannot touch them. It requires divine wisdom for one to understand this. But as we all know, darkness will continually invade the hearts of men to make them hold tenaciously to material things. And that's why when death comes, they can't just imagine, you mean all this, I'm leaving it? Some of them who are struggling not to die is because they are seeing that these things they have all gotten that are just lying there, never used to, to, to impact the world and impact the kingdom of God. They are living for some people who never prayed for it to come and mess it up. Man in his riches, the Bible says, lack wisdom. Just like the beast that has been destroyed. And when that happens to you, it means your eyes is in darkness. The eyes talking about it is not the physical eyes. It's the eyes of the mind. It's also part of what we're handling right now, too. The eyes of the mind. There's a darkness. Dark can understand it. You can't understand beyond the things you are seeing. But when you understand and the revelation is given to you, you can see further. On account of that, your zeal for the kingdom will come. You become kingdom conscious. So we pray at this mass that we realize more and more what our life entails and what God has called us to do. And be wise. And be what? Be wise. Be smart spiritually. Don't allow yourself to be fooled. Don't allow yourself to be fooled. Heaven is in your hands. You are the one that can open the door. By the choice, by the wisdom that comes to you. Each day that comes is an opportunity for us to advance and press more into the path that God has ordained for us. We will not be trapped here. Life is wider and much further than the things that we are here. May God bless us through Christ our Lord.